Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. I love Samuel Beckett's Waiting for Godot, so much so that in the interview, you'll hear I get tongue-tied and at a loss for words just talking about it. I get too excited. One of the biggest draws of the play for me personally, apart from its universality, its timelessness, how it seems to be about everything at the same time, even though nothing is a common theme, one of its biggest draws is the beauty of the language Beckett uses. So when I saw that new Yiddish rep was producing the show in translation, I had to check it out to see how the play works outside of the original French and English by the playwright. The answer, of course, is brilliantly. I spoke with the cast after a recent performance. Take a listen. Uh, I do love to start with everyone's name on the mic, so uh, let me know who you are and what you did on Waiting for Godot in Yiddish. My name is Gareth Sender, and I'm an actor and one of the <coughs> company members. That's it. Playing Pazzo. Yes, Pazzo. Hi, my name is Ellie Rosen, and I played uh, Vladimir. I'm jealous. I get nervous. I've been David Mandelbaum, and I spiel Gogol. Brilliant. For those of us who only speak English, <laughs> my name is David Mandelbaum. Good evening, and I I play Gogol. Beautiful. I'm Richard Sadek. I play Lucky. Um, so I had to start this off with saying, uh, like, a beautiful work. B. This is one more member. Oh, this you're is jump Myron. In. Yeah. Please. <laughs> I'm on Travel Bar. I played the boy. Excellent. So, um, as I was saying, I, this is my absolute favorite play, like period. I always say, like this is, I think this is the crowning achievement of the English language, and I was, I felt so honored to like see it in a different language and see like where where it goes, like to see how Beckett's beautiful work translates. So, talk to me. Uh, I'm gonna you know, point right at you, David. To, like, tell us like why you decided to do this work in translation. And why? Yeah, why do Godot in Yiddish? Uh, the well, the first thing is that the language of the play is lends itself to the musicality of, of the of the Yiddish language. Uh, the second thing is that the play is the context of the play is particularly meaningful uh, when you look at the circumstances that, under which it was written a couple of years after a, 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 a catastrophic world war um, and uh, it, it, it's <laughs> what could be more natural uh, than for it to be translated into Yiddish uh, uh, when you know you talk about these aren't tramps these aren't clowns these are refugees these are survivors uh, and um, today is just as meaningful as it was then because the world hasn't changed uh, the the, the ca catastrophes keep happening and as uh, as the text says were was i sleeping while the others suffered that that's 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 what this play is about um and uh, yeah, yiddish really captures a tragic comic aspect of it it's a, it's a language that, that can go from from laughter to 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 pathos to tears uh, and um it just seemed particularly suitable and um i have to say that the translation by Shane Baker is absolutely magnificent 
I think in its own way, it's as astounding an achievement as the as the play itself. It's really wonderful. It's beautiful to listen to, and like I said, like I I was kind of mouthing the words along. Uh, I totally, you know, and inappropriately played Vladimir when I was, I think, 21 years old. So I cannot wait to do this age appropriately. Uh, and it was beautiful to listen to all these words that I feel like I know, like in my soul, and hear them and say like, oh, that's, but that's not quite the way I know it, but it does have that same music. And I'm always struck by the universality of the play. And like you say, like to find that it still resonates in a totally different context than when I first learned it, than when I saw it done by Classical Theater of Harlem and it was about Hurricane Katrina and our, our response then, and then to feel this like almost like refugee kind of idea. Like it just, it's amazing what this play can do. I, I would talk about this on the podcast without ever letting all of you speak because I'm so excited <laughs> about seeing this. So talk to me about like your reactions to this. Like how did y'all get involved in this? Talk to me about performing in, in Yiddish. Like, uh, okay, so I, I'm uh, I'm an English actor already, like for fifteen years. So for me, is like a regular thing to play in Yiddish, mostly on stage. In Israel, I I I used to play in Yiddish. So uh, for me, the most important thing and the most beautiful thing, and excellent thing that we can in this company, New Yiddish Rap Theater, uh, we can play and we can prove that Yiddish is a universal language that uh, can touch such a place like Beckett's or Hanukh Levin or UNESCO, not only pure Yiddish materials which connected to Yiddish culture. And for me, this is the most important thing that uh, New Yiddish Rap could provide and prove and to tell the whole world. Uh, this play is actually very, very universal. So, uh, so I think I think th- th- that's it. So <laughs> I, I I can't add anything to the fact that it's universal. All these problems of uh, tolerance and slavery and everything, you know, the on the the most important that Beckett shows everything, all the sides of tolerance, the fake tolerance, the real tolerance, yeah. all the uh, all the this complicated thing named slavery. Uh, you know, you should see the play and <laughs> not to explain that. It's for me. It's very important to 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 talk and to show these things in Yiddish. And I, yeah, I, absolutely, like, these, these, these themes, like, I, again, you're right, it's universal, like, everything, I love watching this play after knowing it's for so long, because it's, it's amazing to watch the way he just doubles back over and over and over again, like, somebody says something, and then they immediately contradict themselves, they do something, and then they do, they contradict themselves in, in their motion, like, it's, it's gorgeous to watch, and then we have, like, Ah, like I, I get so overwhelmed with this play. I don't even know where to go from here. Um, like, I, let's let Vladimir and uh, and Lucky talk a little bit. Hello again. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm um, 
Well, first of all, I should say I'm a refugee myself of the Hasidic community in, uh, in Brooklyn, New York. And um, as such, I mean, the play is just so resonant on so many levels. Um, and, and of course, my, um, all four of my grandparents were, were Holocaust survivors. Uh, so I, I just relate to the material in, in so many different ways. Um, just uh, by way of introduction, I, I kind of came to theater a little bit later in my life. Um, um, David Mandelbaum, artistic director, discovered me about uh, three years ago doing an, a, an experimental theater workshop in Yiddish downtown. And he put me in God of Vengeance, and I've been part of New Yiddish Rep ever since. Um, and uh, I've also had the, the good fortune to translate a few plays into Yiddish, which we performed as well. And um, it's, you know, translation is, is, is an art. And um, the, the best translations, or good translations, not only uh, is, the, is the play not lost in translation, but it's transformed. Um, and I feel that's, that's very much the case here. So I'm very excited to be part of this. So I'm the, the odd guy out who doesn't speak Yiddish. Uh, You're kidding. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> and you memorized Lucky Speech I in was, Yiddish. It was the, it was I mean, it's bad enough hard. in English. Like, yeah. you don't even <laughs> speak the language that you're talking about. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, what's interesting about that is when you when you read the speech or any speech that you like and you decide you like it and you kind of start to understand why you like it or what it means or get excited about it um, you then rehearse it and then you work on it and work on it and work on it and in doing that you lose all that meaning it becomes something else and the words just become sounds but in this process there's the strangest muscles happening in me that have never really worked before um, because because I don't speak the language and because of the nature of the, the, the writing of the speech itself and the longer I worked on it the, the more connections I was making that were just oral connections it, it, it wasn't necessarily understanding it later I started to understand what I was saying but first it was connecting sounds and and rhythm um, which, which is a kind of a special experience for my, my head and my tongue. <laughs> I think that also really speaks to what y'all have been saying about how effective this translation is. Like, how could this possibly work for you yeah. if it weren't an excellent translation? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you start to see all the connections um, and all the, 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 not only the double entendres, but the, but the repetitions and, and the, the sounds actually work in the same sort of rhythmic, wonderful way that I think Beckett's does. And then we have the linchpin of this entire show, the boy. <laughs> like, the, you're the whole reason that we come back. And the whole reason that we're going to come back again. Like, I, I, love, that, I love that Beckett puts in the boy, that there's this, this messenger, this uh, representative of Godot, who comes in and says, like, yep, don't worry. Don't worry. Here's hope. I am hope. Here I am. Keep keep on keeping on. I can't go on. I'll go on. 
Um, talk to me about like playing in this show. Like you're sharing the role with someone, right? Yeah. And is this your first time performing in Yiddish as well? Uh, no. No? Oh my gosh, you're kidding. That's amazing. What uh, what other shows have you gotten to do? Have you worked with New, y New Yiddish Rep before? Uh, this is my first time. So I've acted in like five different shows or six. Had you, uh, had you ever worked on or read or even heard of Samuel Beckett before? Uh, no, this is my first time. What do you think? Like this is some, some pretty heady stuff for, um, I first did this in college and when I got done with the show, I felt like an entire like cloud of fog had lifted away from me when I was done because it was so intense. What do you think about the play? Uh, it's like sad, but it's like really nice. It's, it's hopeful, right? In a weird way. Yeah, I guess it's like it's it's fast <laughs> I, I just I love it like and I love that you uh, got appropriate actors to do this like I said the one time I got to do it I was like I, I had no business playing Vladimir I can't wait till I can do it um, this is beautiful work all of y'all um, any like final thoughts about uh, the new Yiddish rep production well first of all we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Ronit Mushkatlit's uh, incredible direction um, uh, she really she has a way of, of really extracting um, e every bit of, of lyrical beauty, of, of, of meaning, of, of intention out, out, of a, out of a play. And, uh, you know, without her, I, I, I certainly wouldn't be able to play Vladimir or mm -hmm. even conceive of it. And of course, we have had a wonderful <coughs> design, design people. Uh, uh, George Zenos, who did the costumes and the set, which I, I think is just incredible. Uh, the lighting by uh, Reza Behat and uh, um, uh, our, our wonderful stage manager, Jamie Brown. Uh, all the people involved, Ruby Lowenstein, Mary Kate Lang, they're mm. all wonderful. Uh, our sound designer, Maisha. Maisha Lobel. And, and also, can, can I? I, I have a, a daughter, actually, to, they have a daughter, but for me it's very touching. The second boy is my son. Oh, lovely. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so I, I love to be on stage, and I, now I, I actually, I played with my son once, but now I can watch him. He is alone on stage with two adults, and you know. Oh, that's true. You don't get stage time with them, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're very, very, very the, the actors with experience, and it's very, very, it's good to have him as a part of New Yorker company. And I gotta say, there's nothing more humbling than acting on stage with a boy, with a child. Yeah. Because they are by, by far greater actors than adults can ever hope yeah. to be. <laughs> true. Stay with it, man. Stay, <laughs> keep in it. Yeah. Uh, Thank you all so much for beautiful work. Uh, your production of Waiting for Godot in Yiddish with supertitles. Don't worry if you if you have no no idea of what Waiting for Godot is, and you only speak English. Don't do not worry. You can like <laughs> read along and, and understand what's going on, but you'll find yourself kind of straying away from the supertitles because after a while it just doesn't really matter. You're That's you're into the sound. Um, you. So uh, your production runs at the 14th Street Y until January 27th of 2019 and tickets and more information can be found at newyiddishrep.org brilliant thank you all so much thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. keep breaking legs y'all thank you thank you, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you, David, Ellie, Gara, Richard, and Myron for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch New Yiddish Reps, production of Waiting for Godot, in Yiddish with English supertitles, at the 14th Street Y, 344 East 14th Street in Manhattan through January 27th, 2019. Head to newyiddishrep.org for a link to tickets and more information. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please like it on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. My name is Robert A.K. Gagno. You can find me on the internet at Robert Gagno, G-O-N-Y-O dot com. Until next time, go see a show. I love that there's just like crushed bowlers all over this room. <laughs> yes. <laughs>